Welcome to the Revelation Church podcast. We trust today's message will speak to you. If you'd like to get in touch, just drop us an email at hello at revelationchurch.org.uk. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing? <laughs> Turn to your neighbour and say, Happy Palm Sunday. Turn to your neighbour and say, What's Palm Sunday about? Answer your neighbour. Tell them what Palm Sunday's about. You've got, you got 20 seconds. Go. Do you all know, now know what Palm Sunday's about? We're here to celebrate our wonderful King Jesus this morning. Amen. My name's Steph. I'm one of the pastors here. It's lovely to have you with us. Today's a little bit different from normal. It's an all-age service, which means we're all together, from the youngest to the oldest, for the whole of our time together. And it's going to be a really, really good time. Um, we're going to learn about Jesus. The Holy Spirit is here. It's going to be doing things in our lives. We're going to have fun. Uh, we're going to hear from lots of different people. And there's a game at some point. Anyone up for a game? All right, okay, great. So I'm Steph, I'll be looking after things, but before any further ado, I'm going to hand over to Brooke. Give it up for Brooke. Okay, should we stand up? I feel it's always better to stand up. Let's get, let's get engaged. Isn't it great to have the kids with us this morning? Yeah? Isn't it good? Really good. Okay, um, so this morning is Palm Sunday. I'm going to jump forward a little bit because I want to get us excited this morning about a promise that God has made to us when we come together, okay? So I want us to get excited about that. I feel excited about that, and I hope that in the next five minutes you're going to get excited about someone that is with us this morning, okay? I'm going to read a verse, okay? This is a special verse. This is a verse that someone called Peter read out on an important day. Who knows Peter? Kids, give me a shout if you can remember Peter from the Bible. Not Peter Rabbit. Good guess. Fantastic. I love it. An even more famous Peter than Peter Rabbit, amazingly. This is a verse, this is a verse that Peter read out on what's called the day of Pentecost. This is a special day when the Holy Spirit was poured out. And this is, he read this verse out to lots of people who were wondering what was going on at this meeting. And he said to them, uh, and afterwards, I will pour out, this is, he's, he's, he's telling what God is saying, I will pour out my spirit on all people, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth. So I'm going to ask you some things. Get your voices working, okay? Are you ready? Give me a shout if you would count yourself as part of all people. Give me a shout. Okay, good. Give me a shout if you are a son. Yeah, yeah good. We've got some sons. Give me a shout if you're a daughter. Yeah. There we go. We've got some daughters. Okay, here's an embarrassing one. Give me a shout if you would count yourself as an old man. Yeah. Old men. Fantastic. What a privilege it is to have old men with us. Yeah. Amen. Give me a shout if you count yourself as a young man. Yeah. Are you a young man? Fantastic. Some optimistic cheers. Okay. Give you me, oh, this is a bit tricky. Give me a shout if you would count yourself as a servant. Who's got a boss? Who's got a boss? Who works for someone? Okay, fantastic. You've got a servant. Okay, give me a shout. We're going to get a bit fast. Give me a shout if you're a man. Give me a shout if you're a woman. 
Okay, fantastic. This is the promise of the living God that there is a spirit, someone coming who will be poured out on all people. Now, this is special because at that time, there was only a very few people, special people who received this power, special gifts to bring and share and show everyone, demonstrate that God was alive and real. And you can read about it in the Old Testament, lots of prophets, people doing amazing things, but they were just one person, usually a man, usually with probably a crazy beard and hair. It was just one person. But this is a special promise. i tell you what's made this promise possible. Jesus came to this earth. He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross. This is what we're talking about, Palm Sunday. We're building up to this moment where Jesus dies on the cross. And then he is raised to life because he never sinned. Sin cannot hold him. Death cannot hold him. And he's raised to life. And the promise is that if we put our trust in him, even though he's not here with us, he has sent someone, a special person, his Holy Spirit, to be with us. It's poured out on all of us. So if you gave a cheer at any point because you're old, because you're young, because you're a man, because you're a woman, because you're a servant, you are included in that. Okay, so our expectation this morning, we're going to sing some songs. Our expectation is that when we come together, there is a pouring out that is happening. Not because we've done anything, not because we feel really good this morning, because some of us won't be. It's poured out because Jesus has sent us a helper. Wow. And so our expectation is prophecy, visions, dreams, doesn't matter if you're young or if you're old. We can all have that expectation this morning. Isn't that exciting? So we're just going to pray for a minute, and I'm going to ask someone to come and pray, pray for us as well who's filled with faith. Um, I'm going to pray that we would just feel expectant, because this is a promise. It's not something we have to, you know, gee ourselves up for. It's just a promise that we need to expect that God will do, okay? So I'm going to pray, and then I'm just, if you feel stirred, if you, there's a gift of faith that God gives. So if you feel stirred, and your faith is rising, oh God, yeah. I really want to pray for us. I really believe God wants to do something amongst us. He really wants to display his presence. If you really feel that, I would like you to get ready to come down and pray after me. Because I have some gift of faith, but I guarantee there'll be someone here who has a bigger portion, a bigger gift of faith, who's really expecting of what God will do. So Jesus, we thank you that you died on the cross. You were raised to life because you, you were sinless. And Lord, I thank you that when we put our trust in you, not only do you wipe away our sins, but you give us a helper who comes in power when we call on Jesus' name. It brings prophecy, it brings tongues, it brings dreams, it brings healing. Lord, and we're totally expectant as we gather this morning that you will be amongst us, old and young, servants, men, women, all of us are included in that. Come and be amongst us. Who would like to come and pray for us? Who feels emboldened with faith? Come on, if you just feel a little stirring, I just really trust that God wants to use someone with a gift of faith this morning to come and do that. Iris, fantastic. Come and pray for us. Wonderful. Our Father, I thank you that your gifts are for all of us. 
that your spirit is here to be imparted upon every single person. There is no one who is not a part of this and there is no one who you do not want to come and meet. I thank you that all gifts are available for all, young, old, mature Christian, immature Christian, um, children. We're all able to prophesy and to, um, to see your gifts come. And I pray that you will break out amongst us this morning, especially in hearing your voice, God. We so need to hear your voice and we are your sheep and we want to hear your voice, God. So I pray that every person in this room this morning will hear your voice and that you will break off any lies about not hearing your voice. Um, Yeah, that just anything the devil wants to do to come and make anyone feel left out, we just break that in Jesus' name. And come and move amongst us. Come and bring healing. Come and um, change things that only you can change in us, God. Amen. Okay, I'm going to read a bit of scripture for us. Now that I'm out of breath, thanks, Shay. <laughs> All right. Let's go to verse one. Do, do, do. Verse one is coming. Otherwise, I've got it on my phone. Do, 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 do. We haven't got worse one. We haven't got worse one. Yeah. Now. When they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village in front of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord needs them and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet saying... Say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you humble, mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks and he sat on them. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's probably easier, actually. Um, hi, everyone. Um, hi. <laughs> um, so this bit of passage here was quite an interesting one. So I was kind of told to just say a little bit about Jesus being the humble king. Um, and I found myself inspired to write a little bit of a poem. So I hope it will kind of <laughs> hope it will mean something um, to someone today. Um, so it's kind of just, um, yeah, just inspired by what was written here. And I hope it will uh, encourage you all. So Jesus is the humble king. He laid down his heavenly glory to come to earth and be one of us. Jesus is the humble king. He was not born in a palace, but in a manger, a feeding place for animals. Jesus is the humble king. He is named Emmanuel, God with us, beings made from dust. Jesus is the humble king. His birth was first announced to simple shepherds. I need to flip the page. <laughs> Jesus is the humble king. He sat on borrowed clothes to fulfill prophecy. Jesus is the humble king. He rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, no horse or fancy vehicle in sight. Jesus is the humble king. He humbled himself to death on a cross, coming not to be served, but to serve. Um, And yeah, when I read this, I found it just quite interesting. I'd never noticed, um, I think it's in verse, uh, is it verse six or... 
Oh yeah, yeah. In verse six, the um, the, the of course, you know, if you're going to be sitting on a donkey or sitting on a horse, you got to sit on a saddle. But I just found it really amazing that Jesus actually, that the disciples they um, gave their cloaks, they gave their clothes for him to sit on, and. Yeah, our kind of traditional view of a king is not someone that's going to sit on borrowed clothes or on like hand-me-downs. You wouldn't associate that with him, but that just, um, yeah, that just really, really struck me. He sat on borrowed clothes. He sat on a donkey. So not, you know, we we have that picture of like um, the the horse in, you know, the horse, so the, the the knight in shining armor coming in on a on a white horse or something like that. Um, and of course, the Israelites they kind of. Um, they thought, oh yeah, there's going to be this Messiah, there's going to be this great king, he's going to, you know, top, you know, going to um, knock down every person that's like oppressing us. But he came in on a donkey, um, not the not the sharpest of animals of the ones that we know, um, not as noble as like the horse. But that's just again just showing Jesus as that humble king, sat on borrowed clothes, sat on a donkey. Um, but that's the um, that's the king that we serve, and yeah, we're also called to that same kind of uh, humility. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Izzy's going to read from Luke chapter nineteen, verses thirty-six to forty. Go on, girl. Go, girl. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. As he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. Wow. Come on, well done, Go on, girl. So I'm going to spend a couple of uh, minutes just looking at uh, Jesus, the worshipped king, because right up to now, uh, Jesus had been avoiding publicity, if you like, but now he's riding into Jerusalem in a very public way, and so should our worship to him be very public like that. It's not something that's hidden. He's but on coming into Jerusalem, we see that he's met by two different groups of people as he enters in. Um, first, he's met by this multitude of disciples. Now, disciples are followers of Jesus, and these guys are, at least, they're saying the right things, aren't they? They're saying the right things. They're saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. And they're throwing their cloaks. Can you imagine that, kids? Throwing your coat on the floor, the dirty floor. Why did they do that? Because they were honouring Jesus as a king, laying out like a, a royal carpet. In the same way today, we see red carpet roll, laid out for royalty. This is how they was addressing Jesus as a Messiah. But what kind of Messiah was they after? They was after a Messiah that would save them, really, from the Romans, really. You might say, that's a bit harsh. They was, they were saying the right things. They was laying their cloaks down. But many, many of these guys who was crying out that, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, in a few days' time will be saying, crucify him, crucify him. Because their heart hadn't been transformed. Not all of them, but some of them would have been crying out something very different in a few days' time. Then we have this other group of guys, these Pharisees. They're definitely not worshipping Jesus. You can see that they're definitely not worshipping Jesus. They're saying to him, listen, you need Jesus. You need to rebuke these guys. They're, they're saying some stuff that's way out of line. And Jesus says to them, listen, as Izzy said, if these guys stay silent, that even the stones would cry out. What's Jesus getting out there? He's saying that the whole creation was made to worship him. Amen. What a, what, a, what a truth that is, that the whole creation was made to worship. 
And we are, we are made to worship. And the question is today, who are we worshipping or what are we worshipping? Because all of us are made to worship. And Jesus should get all of our worship. See, these Pharisees, they reject him. They're filled with jealousy. They hate the idea that he's getting honour. They wanted Jesus to disprove what was being shattered, but he wouldn't do it. If Jesus, it's Jesus we should be worshipping today, guys. He's the one who should be getting all the glory and all the honour and all the praise. And it should be, all, with all of, all of who we are should be worshipping. In our attitudes, our speech, our relationships, our money. All of who we are should be worshipping this wonderful King Jesus. And it's, and it's good to pray for some of the difficult situations we find ourselves in, li in life. But listen, it's no good having our money sorted out, financial problems, if our sins have not been forgiven. And if we can't call heaven our home. And true worship comes from a heart that is the Lord's. That's the kind of worship Jesus wants. A heart that's been transformed. A heart that knows who God is and what he's done for us. And I want to say that God loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to die on a cross for you. So that you can be set free from all your sin. And you can worship him in spirit and in truth today. Amen. Amen. Let's do that. Let's stand to our feet and let's worship King Jesus. So uh, now as we are heading to the climax of our time together, please can we give it up for Wes and Art. I'm going to read something for us. Might need some help because I'm shouting and my voice is going. <laughs> Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from the Nazareth of Galilee. Thank you, Tuli. I love that everyone joined in, and that's fantastic, because there's going to be some more of that. So, Hosanna, quick Hebrew word study. Don't know about you, but I don't speak much Hebrew. So, Hosanna, what does Hosanna mean? Quickly. Save us. Yeah, save us. It basically means, here's the one who's going to save us. Save us now! That's what it means. So, let me tell you a story, and when you see the one who's going to save us in this story, I want you to shout, Hosanna! That's the one. Right, okay, so ready. So listen, when I was a little boy, I was about, I don't know, seven or eight. It was a Saturday afternoon. My mum was out shopping. My dad was busy doing some DIY, fitting some new floorboards. Brooke knows what's coming. Suddenly there's a shout, Wes, I need your help. I run upstairs and there's my dad, with his hand under the floorboards by the radiator. He'd been hammering nails into floorboards and he'd put a nail through a pipe. He said, Wes, I need help. Go next door, get me neighbour. Dave, asking to bring his spanner. I need his help. So off I ran and come back with Dave. Hosanna! There you go. That's Hosanna. That's how the crowds welcome Jesus. This is the one who's going to save. Amazing, huh? Jesus was the one who's going to save them. Dean touched on this. They, were, they had seen Jesus do the miracles. They'd seen recently... Lazarus be, Lazarus be raised from the dead and they'd heard the most amazing things about what Jesus was doing and he was going to rescue them 
from the oppression of the Romans. Fantastic. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, if you love me, if you love my father, you love me, you'll love what I tell you to do. You'll be obedient. And when you do that, I'll make my home with you. Well, he says, we'll make our home with you, him and the father. So Art, for the person of illustration, is going to become Jesus right now. We've welcomed him into our home. He saved us, <laughs> right, from our plumbing disaster. And I say, Art, thank you. That's wonderful. Would you make your home with me? I'll, my home needs a lot of fixing. The home of my life needs a lot of fixing, right? Will you make your home with me and fix up my broken home? I'd love to. Fantastic. Right, okay. First of what, what can you see? What needs fixing? What needs fixing? This is going to be great, isn't it? Oh, that rug over there, it really stinks. That rug? Do you know, I've never thought it smelled. That was from Minnan. She rescued it from the ark. I've had that for years. And do you know what? I've always sought Minnan's approval for anything that goes on in my life. Wes, just trust me. I know you and I love you. The best for you. Okay, I trust you, Jesus. That's going to be hard with that relationship with my nan now, but this is Jesus' home now, and what he says goes. We'll get rid of that. What else? Is there anything else you've seen he's doing up? Mm. Oh, that leaky roof. There's a tile missing, I see. Ah, yeah, but you know what? There is. I know about that. And the old neighbourhood's got broken roofs, and I'll fix it. I had a bit of a plastic bag and some sellotape and I did a good job and all my neighbours are saying what a good job you've done fixing up that roof Wes and I feel so good about it but you're saying what so what are you saying what what needs to happen well I'm gonna take the roof off what they are, they'll laugh at me they'll laugh at me they said what I did was good and you're saying get rid of the old thing yes Wes I'll replace it with a new one just trust me a whole new roof, and you're a master carpenter, so I'm sure you'll do a good job. It will last forever. Amazing. Uh, okay, I trust you. Let's do it. Anything else? Uh, oh, that mould behind the sofa. Behind the sofa? How did you know that was there? I'll be honest. I put the sofa there to hide it. I was a bit embarrassed about that. And you know everything, so... Okay, I trust you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do to sort it out? Well, I'm going to knock the wall down, build an extension. Hey, well, hang on. It's a bit of mould, and you're going to knock the old wall down? Yes. I'm building a, ho a home fit for a king. He's building a home fit for a king. He's not just come to fix up my little flat. He's coming to build a home with us. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Now, those crowds, they welcome Jesus in to Jerusalem with shouts of Hosanna. Save us, King. One week later, yeah, one week later, they're still shouting. What are they shouting? Crucify him. Kill him. We don't want you as our king, they said. In fact, they laughed at him, and they to take the mickey out of him, they crushed a crown of thorns on his head and said, Hey, you king. They hated him, their rebellion. They couldn't let go of their rebellion and their sin. It was rotten. And Jesus, he died. The Bible says the wages of our sin, the cost of our sin, of us holding on to that rebellion, is death. 
That's where it leads. When we cling on to that, it leads to death. And we've heard about it this morning. Jesus, the pure, spotless Lamb of God who did no sin, he was paying that price for us. We're getting a new landlord. Isn't that wonderful? There's a new landlord. What are we going to do? Are you going to cling on to your rebellion? Or are you, just as our, our, just as our sin died with Jesus, if we say, I don't want to turn from that, and we repent, which means turn away from that sin and face God, and say, you saved me, you're my king, we are, says, we are raised to life with Jesus, and he builds a home with us. What are you going to do? You're going to trust Jesus to build new things in your life and build you into his community. He says he grafts us into his, into his family, being grafted into his family, making us like him. Come on, let's shout Hosanna to the king and let him be king. Brilliant. We're going to um, finish our time together now by taking communion. So if the band would like to come up, Gordon's going to lead us in communion.